reviews where our small dog reviews the world's media or something. Anyway, Caitlin, what did we just watch? Well, Mickey's not that small. She's 45 pounds. She's more of a medium-sized dog. She's a corgi, though. so She's, she's got a small head. She's, she's low to the ground. All the attitude. She does have all the attitude. So we watched uh, the Winchesters episode two, which is titled Teach Your Children Well. And I liked this episode more than the pilot episode, but you did not. I'm not saying I didn't. You you told me you didn't. Well, I just feel like there was kind of a, there's like a forced rhythm and it felt forced because the only character that really feels natural to me is still Carlos. And I kind of like- <laughs> It's so funny that Carlos Spicy Wiener is the like most non-forced character oh. when he's the most actually, yes, Mickey, <laughs> you love Carlos. She does love Carlos. Minky, did you love this episode? <laughs> no, so she's, she's a, so it's not that I didn't like it. I just think like supernatural got to a monster of the monster of the week in the first season that went really good. And I think with this one, but didn't this like harken back to that in a way that you enjoyed? Well, it, in some ways it did. They just don't have the camaraderie developed enough for me to care. But I mean, do we have the camaraderie developed with Sam and Dean by episode two? When they're like, let's like fucking hunt some Wendigos and shit. You had the hotness, so. <laughs> not enough hotness. Spicy Wiener is not carrying the show on his hotness alone. Well, and neither is Mr. Mr. Winchester, who's plenty of track. Like, you, you gotta give me a nugget. I haven't found my nugget yet. It's nuggetless. Nuggetless. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get into this review. So this, yes, Minky. Minky wants to get into a review. Oh, come here, baby. By the way, Minky very active during this episode. Very active during during this review, apparently. So this one, we started with a cold open, uh, which was fantastic. Where we're in Topeka, Kansas, 1972, and there's hippies, just like there were in the 70s. Oh, I'm sure. Really like yeah, and we got a musical number. I mean, this is a great episode. Yeah, so we got uh, Barry and his girlfriend. They're like tripping balls or something. They're walking out into the woods. He's bitching about his dad. Uh, Barry sees his dad, walks up to him. His dad sprouts fucking Groot fingers and takes him down under the ground. And then we get the Winchesters. Oh, I remember kind of what I hated about it. We'll get there. Oh, what, anything about that that first scene? Or was that? No, no, I liked it. It felt like the beginning. Of it felt like the beginning of Supernatural. It felt exactly like Supernatural. Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we get uh, voiceover from your man, Jensen. Uh, she didn't really say much of anything, right? No, he kind of phoned this one in. Yeah, he was like, oh, there's... Time for, time for children to get out of their mother's skirts and fight monsters or something. I'm named after my grandmother. That's like the worst Dean voice he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's really pretty bad. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. We'll, we'll workshop that. Um, so we see the gang, right? So we got John and Mary. We got Carlos Spicy Wiener. We got who I called Latika last episode. How are we supposed to say her name? They say it like Lutka, which reminds me of Taxes. Lotta. Lotta? Okay, Lotta. 
And then we got Ada, and that was the bookstore owner that I was talking about that got possessed last time. For some reason, I just didn't think she was going to be as much of a continuing character, and she is. And I like her. I honestly thought she died last episode, so I was like, who the fuck is that? I was very confused. Uh, I like her, though. No, I, I really enjoy yeah. her. She's, I think she's, I think she's very good. natural, too. Yeah, and they're in a warehouse of some sort. I don't think they explain this well because to me it looked like she was in her shop and got possessed before, but her shop is in the bunker. No, I think that's a different. She discovers that because that's behind the bookcase. It looked exactly it, the same. It's like a secret thing. Well, that's 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 just welcome to the CW. All right. Uh, and what is that warehouse full of, Caitlin? Files. Zombies. Oh, uh, but you can't even tell they're zombies. Well, no, because uh, what do we call her? Lada. She, she, she plays opening like, closey with the zombie mouth, and she's like, oh, look how it unhinges so they can bite yeah, their prey more. Yeah, so they were just pale. They didn't look like zombies. And there was too How many zombies blood. have you seen? I don't like zombies, so I'm very particular about what is a zombie These and what is were fine zombies. Um, but like any good zombies, uh, they're not all dead, so they attack John. John fights them. He kills, what, two? Um, well, no, he technically one and a half kills one and a half. Mary throws a knife at it. She finds shotgun she, shells all over the place. Uh, I like Mary throwing the knife, but the whole shotgun shells, the shotgun shells are like a, a bazooka. I don't know my guns. <laughs> no, those but they're standard. Huge. Those are like 12 gauge rounds. Yeah, they were huge. And I just don't like, so it's like, oh, what's Mary going to find from Papa the Day? Yeah, and they're, they're apparently written, Dad was here on the fucking shotgun shells. Oh, and then of course she flips over one zombie. The first, she looks one place and finds a note pinned to him. She's like, "This is from my father." Now and, she has Dean's voice. And <laughs> I don't know. And this is from my father. They find the file that they were looking for in one second as well. Again. But didn't this also kind of harken back to the the first season where you know, like, oh, we're looking for Dad, but no. hey, we got to investigate this case. No, because they sold it. The dad was really gone, and they're looking for. For this, it's just like, and dad wasn't leaving breadcrumbs everywhere. They were just following the case. This is like, if dad really wanted you to find him, he could. It it just feels. Is there? Or they find it too quickly. Something about it just sucks. Is there like a trope of things like squirting into John's mouth? Because it happens like twice this episode, and I think it happened once last episode. Is that a new thing? No, but I do think you pointed out something that bugs me. What's that? I think he's too, like, there's a there's a level of disgust that goes with finding out and, like, uh, mystery that goes with, like, finding out monsters are real and their goo is real and this is real and we're hunting and fighting things. And he, like, just is already disenchanted. And it's just, like, you think there's... Because he keeps, keeps getting stuff in his mouth. I think there would be more to it. He's John Moneyshot Winchester in this. That is not... We need to have a lesson on what a money shot is. <laughs> That's like that. Okay. Well, so Mary at this point, she wants to go investigate the whole Barry case. Um, it seems like pretty much everyone else thinks that they should still be hunting uh, the Akrita. Also, uh, during this fight, their uh, their box, Mary, Mary's box of demon in or whatever, Which also the MacGuffin like it also, stopped working. It also looked like it got bigger. No, it didn't stop working. She just working. forgot how to open it. But but Lada knows how to open it. She couldn't open it, so they send Ada back to fix the box. They're like, oh, go to the box workshop. That yeah, that's her mission. 
right. And Mary kind of a bitch. Oh, at this Mary's, point, yeah. No, Mary's being a full-on Robocon this whole time. Okay. So, um, and and the team notices she's being a a, a what? Robocon. Robocon. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but they just des they decide to you know send Ada back, and then they're gonna they're gonna investigate. Ada, not Data. Ada, that's what I said. Data. Um, this isn't Star Trek. So they're they're in the car, they're driving, and and John's talking about his time in the army, and he he basically says like he's a a tracker, right? Yeah. So he's he was like uh, a tracker, and Mary's like, oh, you're gonna be a tracker now, you're gonna be a hunter, and you didn't learn to be a tracker overnight. No, no. Well, he, Mary's trying to be nice to him, yeah, because he's feeling less than because Mama tucked his ball sack up inside of the bed, made him feel all sad in his heart. Well, that's actually about to happen because before they can go. Uh, question Barry's dad, they make a pit stop so John can see uh, Millie's mom. Now, I don't know. They no, were not in, Millie's mom. Millie is his mom. His mom, Millie. My bad. So they were in Savannah, Georgia. They're driving back to Lawrence, Kansas, right? And he doesn't think to fucking change his shirt because he just shows up covered in blood like, hey, mom, sorry I haven't this talked to you in less uh, for a week. The nonchalance I was talking about. Yeah. Um, she's apparently been staring into uh, a box of Henry Winchester's shit for a week. Um, and they have like a, a weird fight that I, I don't even know what was it. No, what the fight is about is she lost her husband and she doesn't want to lose him too. She feels like she's going to. And he's just fucking off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they do that. Uh, Millie sort of, I think, agrees to fix Mary's car at that point. No, the car she does it as a surprise later. Okay, but it, it's established that her car, her broken-ass car is there. Yes. Um, so they go to uh, Barry's dad's house, um, and they uh, Carlos had made them fake IDs. I liked this a lot because naturally the fake IDs are pop culture references from the 70s. So we've got Mick Fleetwood and Christy McBee. Also known as, uh, you know, like Fleetwood Mac. I knew the second that he said it, he was like, oh, I'm not going to say this name. It's going to be a harken back to Sam, and he's totally going to say the name. <laughs> Agent Beyonce. Um, and they, they basically, they go, they meet the dad. They say that they're Barry's friends from school. Um, they, they talk to him, and he, uh, he basically tells them that he would run off and uh, join this commune. So they go back, and uh, Carlos uh, is talking to to Lada. Am I saying that right? So. Okay, and basically saying that Mary's being a bitch. Yeah. And then they come back. Uh, Carlos thinks that Barry was just on drugs, but once that they say that they're at, they were at this commune, he is all about going to inf infiltrate this commune so much so. That he sings a rendition of Age of Aquarius. Which I And it's beautiful. I, well, his voice wasn't that great, but it wasn't about the voice. It was just. It was the whole thing. It was, it was a great scene. I like the musical scene. Great scene. And then, smash cut. Now they're getting out of the van all dressed as hippies. I thought, I thought this whole part was just a lot of fun. Minky, did you like it? <laughs> Not as much as I like this bone. Okay. Yeah, okay. she likes the bone better right now. Uh, who doesn't, Minky? Who doesn't? <laughs> So uh, they find the girl that was with Barry, and uh, 
she tells him that she that it seemed like Barry thought he was talking to his dad, but really what she saw was like some creepy old woman that sucked him under the ground or whatever. So they decide to further split off with uh, John and Mary are going to go talk to the group leader. And uh, I don't know what Carlos and Lada are supposed to do. They're going to go do something else. So the group leader, his name is Clyde. He, uh, he introduces himself. They, um, he talks briefly about hating nuns or something. And then, mother well, mother figures, but if for particular for him, it was Sister Bernadette, the Catholic nun at his orphanage. Um, and then once he le leaves, Mary's like, oh, I've seen his necklace before. That, that means he's evil. Um, switching back to Kansas for a minute and back with Millie, Ada gets back there and she shows up and she's like, she's cool. She is. She's cool. She's like, Hey, your son's kind of a D bag, but just deal with it. It'll, it'll work no, out. And no. by the way, there's some Jasmine growing on once your again, wall. No, once again, you're wrong. You're, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're cutting through like the good part of it. So she, okay, okay. she says that John has this sensitive and open side um, that Henry didn't. And she, he obviously got that from her, the mom, Millie. And she gives the address of where he's staying so that she can have mama comfort that he's still okay. And then she talks about how she, Wait, which one's John? Which one's the dad? Henry's the dad. Henry, yeah. John is the so dad of Dean. She about how she worked with Henry in a in like a, a working capacity so that you know mental letters. Yeah, yeah. You know they weren't swapping, banging, banging nuts sacks, whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, but they weren't doing that. Swapping fluids. Yeah, they they weren't doing that. But then she so like she gives her the good feel. She brings up her husband, says that he was a cool guy, but her son's even cooler and. By the way, you know, I'm here to help and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Okay. And then she's like, hey, there's some jasmine growing there. But that was Henry awesome. planted it. It's yes. for protection, it's right? It's for protection. So she thought this ugly vine was just ugly, An ugly vine. But it was actually him taking care of her. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we, we go back. It wasn't ugly. So that's what I was trying to get at before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I couldn't think of it. Um, so we go back and basically they're they're hitting the lore. They're looking up the symbol from Clyde's necklace and they find out it's a Celtic symbol for transformation, right? So Mary immediately goes, oh, that means we got a shapeshifter in our midst. Um, meanwhile, Clyde is uh, taking some hippie out into the woods. He sees the nun and he's like, oh shit, this is a John Juan movie now. Hippie, not just some hippie. Well, okay. Um, he goes. Dress. He goes over to the nun. The nun sprouts Groot fingers and takes him down under the ground. Uh, John, meanwhile, still thinks he's not cut out to be a hunter. Um, John's whining. He he whines a lot in this episode. He's kind of like Luke Skywalker. You expect him to go, "Eh, Tashi Station power converters" at any moment. Yeah. Um, also, bad Skywalker voice. No, that was exactly what Luke Skywalker sounds like. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the gang gets back together. They go investigate. They're trying to find where Clyde is after they hear that he's been taken. So obviously, he can't um, be the the shapeshifter. Uh, they find some what will I guess will what Mary assumes is green blood 
on this tree. Um, and she deduces that he has to be a mimic because mimics have green blood and they can only be killed by copper. And then they get upset because Carlos doesn't keep copper in his van because he thinks it's not luxurious because it's basically made of pennies. And John is like, oh, the hotel has copper plumbing. Uh, I'll go get some. Um, Lada points out that the blood isn't really blood. It's like sap and there's weird ass fucking flowers on the ground. So uh, Carlos is like, yeah, I think we're, we're dealing with a, with, you know, a floral colossus like Groot. Um, and they want to investigate that, but uh, Mary kind of railroads and then insists no, a minute. A Robocop. A Robocop? She's Robocop, Robocop now? Robocop. She's like, freeze. You have the right to remain silent. No, Mary's being uncool. Mary is being uncool. So anyway, a lot of picks one of these flowers and she calls Ada and her, she kind of describes it to Ada. This thing that I found weird because she's like, hey, this is exactly what this flower looks like. It's pointy. the part where Ada does the like. That hasn't happened yet. Oh. Uh, that I remembered is, it sequentially different then. Yeah, it's a little, little later. Um. So Ada says it sounds like it's a rare flower from Colombia. So Lada's like, okay, I'll take it from there. I have books on Colombia flowers or, or something. Yeah. Now this is where um, Ada, this is what you're talking about. She brews a tea. She picks, she puts the jasmine in it. Uh, she goes into a trance and she starts like Kevin tranning all over a, a writing pad. Um, and seeing like flashes of something, yeah? Yep. Okay, so now the scene that I think is the dumbest in the episode is John goes into the hotel room, goes under the sink, and with his bare hands rips the copper plumbing out. Now, even if you hit the shutoff valves, as soon as you do that, you're gonna bend or break the pipe in such a way that those shutoff valves will fail and it's gonna squirt water everywhere. Like, get, get a little saw or something, dude. Anything, um, but it, he he brute ogres ogres the copper pipes out, and then what happens, Caitlin? Um, I don't remember. Well, Carlos shows up uh, and decides that he's going to give uh, Mary kind of uh, the what for, and uh, brings up uh, she brings up that he's been giving her. The, the silent treatment. I forget what was the thing that he gave her. Cabaret. Because she didn't like cabaret. Oh, wait. You switched from. So now they're back. You need to say they're back at the hippie commune. Yeah, they're back. Well, they're in the woods. So they kind of hash it out. And uh, while they're kind of fighting a little bit, Lotta rushes up. And they make her prove that she's not a mimic by knowing that the last time he gave the silent uh, treatment was the cabaret thing. And she finds has the book and is like, "We're not hunting a floral colossus or a mink, uh, a minky, a mimic. We're hunting La Tundra, which is some weird Colombian ghost group woman." And she finds disobedient children and drags them into the woods and then like eats them slowly for Let months this or be something. A or unborn child <laughs> if you are disobedient or if you were and you wonder why you ended up in the woods we will send woman, la tunda it was because you were a little shitbag so they figure that john 
is a disobedient child and figure that Latunda must be getting for him. So now no, we... No, they don't figure that. He literally talked about his issues with his mother when they're... So they thought Latunda... Yeah, well, oh, overheard, overheard that. Overheard. Okay, so we switch back to the motel. There's a knock on the door. He opens the door, and it's Millie! It's zombie Millie. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's not Millie, but he sees Millie, and they, they kind of have a, a little spat... And then uh, she brings up that he's ditching her for Mary and his new friends. And he's like, wait a minute. I've never mentioned Mary before. And then he tries to hit her with a copper She's pipe. She's also in a horribly, like, drab old woman-y dress. And this lady is far too hip for that. She's, she wouldn't wear that. So it was really bad costume choosing. Yeah. But what was cool, though, is he swings the copper at her and she, like, fucking, you know, catches it, like, fucking... Sauron catching uh, Galadriel's uh, dagger in that other in the finale episode, right? And she's yeah. like, "Bitch, I'm not a mimic." I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So Mary and the gang show up. Um, they find those flowers on the ground because John has been, you know, salad fingered down into the uh, the underground world. But you don't like salad fingers? <laughs> no, it's just a weird way to put it. Not I didn't want to say like, "grooted" into the underground. So many flowers. It was like such an obvious amount that, like, it was pretty ridiculous. They overdid it. Uh, so now, using the power of compromise, uh, I Mary don't, I don't understand this power. and Carlos and Lada come up with their own plan, right? Um, no, first she like apologizes and stuff, and she's not even worried about. Where John is. It's like, oh, let me make this about me. I'm so sorry that I was a robocop. They forget her. Yeah. So, and but, then they start looking for Okay, her. but then they Wait, come up. she looks for John in the drawer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, think about her track record. Every drawer Mary has opened had had the exact thing she was looking for. So, naturally, she looks in a drawer in the hotel room for John. Um, he's not there. Little, little mini John. <laughs> I've found Minky in the drawer before. Um... So uh, there, was, there was kind of a fun part in this because they come up with a plan together and the plan is that they have to break a piece of Latendra off and stab her through her own heart. And Carlos is like, that's so sick and twisted. It just might work. And I deeply love the weird side of you. Yeah. Uh, proving once again that Carlos is kind of the best character in this whole show right now. Agreed. So we go to Latendra's lair. Um, John oh, is... Wait. Which is like hidden, not at all, and all of a sudden they magically just stumble across it. Right, because if you get sucked underground to be there, how is how you know it doesn't it doesn't it make a lot of sense. Don't no think about it. Sense. But what's great is John is pinned to the floor with all these roots, and the roots make like a thong underwear shape on him, and it's kind of hilarious. It's like his little Tarzan moment. Yeah. Um, but so everybody else isn't dead. So no, no one is dead. She's got them to pretend to try to be Barry's there. down there. He's being a little bitch. And LaTundra comes and starts uh, feeding on him. And it, we, when he, Barry sees LaTundra, it's like his dad. When everyone else does, it's like a woman with crude hands. And I guess tree trunk legs we find out later. Um, so Mary and Carlos and everyone, they just follow the flowers. You know, like some weird Hansel and Gretel thing, and they find uh, the Thunder's lair. Lair. Um, 
at this point, which is not guarded by John, magic or like even anything. a or maybe like a cool looking animal. Are we to believe that John is super strong? Like because he just he just breaks out of the roots. Like he's the fucking incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like no one else could do that. He's just like so much stronger. I mean, he could rip those copper pipes right out of the wall. It's the I power guess. from his hair gel. Maybe. And he he starts fighting Latundra, and she kind of whoops his ass a little bit, uh, throws him around, and then suddenly Mary and the gang arrive, and she's like, "Hey, poison ivy, um, something." I like, I like that camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she comes in, uh, they have kind of like a three-way fight. Uh, Latundra like throws Mary around and it, like punches John. And then Mary's like, kick her in the knee. And he does, and it breaks her fucking leg. And a, a shard just comes out that's like perfectly knifey. Yeah, Minky thought this was lame too. It was the too. worst effect It really was. Ever. Then they go to stab her in the heart, and it's like... <laughs> They didn't stab all the way. It's like they stopped. They didn't it was even stab in the heart. It was silly, Mickey. Was it silly? She's she thought it was pretty pretty piss poor effects. Yeah, but uh, Latundra just fucking disintegrates, and uh, of course, what happens? Her green blood shoots right into John's open mouth. We're three for three yeah. on things shooting into his fucking mouth over two episodes. I just don't know how I didn't notice that. It's 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 the through line of the Winchesters. It really is. It's like, is something gonna explode? It's gonna go into John's mouth. Um they take Barry back to his dad, hugging stuff. Uh, yes, Mickey. They did hug. Don't worry, Mickey, because there is some weird dog spider demons that we're going to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> uh, John goes back to Millie. They kind of apologize. They talk about dad a little bit. They say, I love you. And then we go to the bunker for some pizza. By bunker, I mean not bunker. And by pizza, you mean like the worst pizza in the world. But it was just like plain cheese, right? It was so flat. No, it looks thick. I would it, eat that yeah, pizza. None of it looks thick. Rewatch this. <laughs> there was no crust. I know this. That was not this. So the gang's back together. Um, Ada was like, hey, come into this secret room behind the bookcase that I found. And let me show you about how I made this potion and tapped into my subconscious and fucking Kevin Trand all over this paper. Um, while they're in there, Carlos is like, ooh, can I smoke this? And she's like, only if you want to die. <laughs> Nothing to add there. Yeah. Mink, you have stuff to add? So... Uh, Mickey wants to smoke it too. She said that what she did is she used that um, kind of, what do you want to call that? Automatic writing or whatever? Automatic writing. Okay. To tap into the demon that had possessed her and found out that that demon is dead, but he knew the demon that attacked all of them. Wait, wait. wait. She tapped into basically demon radio. Yeah. So it was like demon radio instead of angel radio. Yeah. So they figure they have to find the demon to figure out some answers on the Akrita box. 
Yeah. Um, so they munch on pizza. We kind of fade out, but then we've got like kind of this stinger scene where we're in uh, Latundra's cave where she's dead, and this hooded figure who you pointed out as a woman or a man with very fancy nails um, basically pulls out almost like an Angel Grace file and like sucks yeah. the essence fucking out and of. What's uh, weird is her essence was like purple. Yeah, purpley pink. And then she she leaves, and as she's walking through the forward, these weird spider dog crabs. Something. I'm just glad they were animals finally. Yeah, like start following her through, and there's a lot of them. So they're cute. Are those Akrita? Is she Akrita? No, I don't think any of that. Okay. So one of the things that I saw on the internet, and I was kind of also thinking about, is as far as in the timeline stuff, do you think Dean? is in heaven at this time so this is after you know before sam dies but while he's dead and in heaven that's what you said and perhaps i mean it's, it's the only logical way that they could justify not having my angel jared Kalecki in it so perhaps that's his justification well it seems like that would make sense it also would make sense if we're you know before uh, you know, while Sam is at Stanford or whatever, but it's, it seems like no. they would have to DH Dean for that. Yeah, and they did not do that. Yeah. Uh, so that's that was something interesting to consider. Um, there is, like, kind of a cool little find that there was, like, a bolo tie that uh, Carlos was wearing in the last episode that Jensen wore in, uh, I think it was the Texas Ranger episode of mm -hmm. Supernatural. So they are doing like some fun little little tie-ins. I thought costuming and everything was just really fun. This was just to me just a really fun episode. Yeah, no, I agree. And we we had talked about how return characters could be maybe Rowena. I'd love to see me some. Yeah, because Rowena. Rowena is alive. Well, she's yeah. Three hundred years old, so I mean, she would be alive at this time. Because obviously they would have like different host bodies, but Rowena wouldn't. Um, maybe, maybe, I guess I think that's yeah, because we can really see any angel or demon from Supernatural series by name. They could get any actor, they could just be possessing a different body. Because obviously, like I was talking about Castiel doing a cameo, oh, I would love but that. he wouldn't have what was that body, Joe? Joe, yeah, he wouldn't have that body necessarily. Which, what's the point of doing it if you don't have the Collins to look at? Yeah, yeah. In the cast voice. I, I I like to think that Mark Shepard has uh, always been in that body. So I love Mark Shepard. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really nice to see some of those characters as like webbing through. But it seems it seems like uh, just from the internet that we are going to get uh, supernatural cameos. I don't but... think we'll get Crowley though because he's pissed at everybody associated with Supernatural because they left him out of the finale, as he should be. Um, he should have been in that finale. He should have been in the finale. Poor man, killing himself for the boys. Doesn't even get to show up in the final episode. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, that's all because of COVID. I don't care what it's from. They should have had him there. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair. Hopefully, uh, I, I would. he would be someone I'd love to see come back. Um, I think the big big thing that they're they're we're gonna see a reveal of we're gonna get Henry Winchester, who's of course Gil McKinney, who was in <laughs> the Supernatural, right? But they they we heard his voice in the first episode. 
We saw a picture of him in this episode. So I'm hoping that them saying that there's going to be cameos from the Supernatural series isn't just Gil. As long as he doesn't sing. As long as he doesn't sing. Oh, Gilliam. Well, Mickey, any other thoughts? No, she is. She's, She's asleep now. She's out now. All right. Well, what would you give this episode rating-wise? Uh, out of it, what, give me my Inspectrum. What's a 10? Uh, what, like your favorite episode of Supernatural. Oh, Lord. This would be like a four and a half. Jeez. See, I, I would go much higher than that. Maybe I, I'd a say, five. No, maybe a, maybe a five. Maybe. I'd give this one like a seven and a half. Like it's a it's it's a average episode of, of Supernatural, you know. It was very Monster of the Week, slight things to further the you know the overarching plot, um, campy and enjoyable. Like I like this one. No, I I did really enjoy the musical numbers. If I had my two cents, they do yeah. more of those. Those are fun. All right. Well, uh, until next week, huh? Yep. Say good night, Maggie.
shine.